Hello and welcome to Publish Me, a monthly podcast series from the AS21 Podcast Network, where we go over the publishing process of the fantasy epic, The Will of the Magi. I'm your host, Keith F. Shovlin, publisher and chief creative of AS21 Publishing, and with me as always is... Hello everyone, this is Paul Dickinson-Russell, the author of The Will of the Magi. I hope everyone is doing well, and I hope you're all getting ready for the end of the 2016 year. Yes, the, the good... Welcome end to 2016. <laughs> yes, so this is chapter 21 of the Publish Me podcast, the December 2016 edition, where we will be discussing a trifecta of cover design, crowdfunding, and beta readers. And for that, we will have numerous guests joining us today. But first, we need an update from Paul, and we have a special guest for that update. We teased it at the end of last month's episode. We have chosen the designer for the cover art. For the will of the Magi. And for the proper introduction, I hand it off to Paul. All right, everyone. So we had an intense time choosing. Oh, I should say, I, should, I had an intense time choosing between two wonderful choices of artists. And I narrowed down the choice. Pardon me. I'm just getting so choked up with the emotion right now. It's just so intense <laughs> right now for me. I made the choice of Rana Gaynor. Thank you so much, Rana. Welcome to the Publish Me podcast, Rana. Nice to be here. I've never been on a podcast before. Oh, okay. We'll have to get you on these podcasts more often. (laughs) All right, so Rana, can you just give us a rundown of some of your experience? I know I've looked over your portfolio a few times. You've been a designer with us here at AS21 for over a year now, since we Mm -hmm. met at the Gaithersburg Book Festival in 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. It's been an interesting year since then. I've over the past year I've dabbled in print, uh, poster, sorry, not poster, like flyer design, uh, for various organizations that I, uh, volunteer with. I'm working currently with a convention, Katsukon, that's happening in February. I'm their staff on their, uh, publications team as a staff artist, and I'm working on a coloring book for them right now, which yeah. should be pretty awesome. I'm also tabling in February, which means I gotta, you know, get into gear and create a whole bunch of new stuff for that as well. So I'm actually excited for the end of 2016 as well. So I can just like get to that. (laughs) Absolutely. Now you and Paul have had some early discussions now on what he foresees for your, the cover art. So uh, what has come of that discussion so far? If you don't mind me asking. I shared a few emails. I basically emailed him and said, Hey, I'm the artist you picked. Let me introduce myself. My favorite books are X, Y, and Z. Alice in Wonderland was in there. Terry Pratchett was in there. And so I asked him for like a basic rundown of the book. And so he gave me a quick plot summary. And he gave me a few basic ideas for what he wanted the cover to be. One included like an entire a drawing of like two entire armies taking up the picture plan. So like we've got some ideas to play with, but I haven't sat down to like discuss it in depth with him yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've had a couple wonderful little emails here, back and forth here, just getting it all out the gate. I am going to be popping Rana off the f- first rough draft once I'm, again, wrapping up on my edits as well, so she can go through it and see, you know, if there are any other images that she thinks might work better than, you know, the ideas I've had since, mm-hmm. you know, 
she, as the wonderful artist we've chosen, has that visual idea of down a lot better than I do. Currently, our timetable is for a summer 2017 release, so we've got some time before the cover art needs to be finished. And we'll be talking more about it as we get into our discussion of our Indiegogo campaign. But uh, is there anything else, Rana? Do you want to promote your portfolio? Anything you want to else you want to say before you have to go? Not that I can think of. I guarantee I'll think of something to say five minutes after I get off this call. Uh, but I just want to say that I'm like really excited to be designing a book cover, especially with a guy like Paul. It seems super cool, and I don't know. I just can't wait to get started with this project so yeah this is gonna be a fun time here so thank you very much for your work on that rana glad to be of service all right well thank you very much rana you have a great week i hope you feel better thank you and thanks for having me on the podcast we'll have you back sometime soon hopefully you'll feel better by then <laughs> i hope so too all right have a good one all right let's move on to some housekeeping as i said this is chapter 21 uh, where would be crowdfunding like cover design crowdfunding and beta readers I couldn't, I just couldn't come up with good alliteration to make beta readers work on that. So, I don't know, conscientious readers, the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, since we originally, uh, just to get through some housekeeping stuff, we are now, as I said two months ago with the episodes, we are now going to be having guests every month. Not just, I will have like a major guest every other month like we have been having, but we'll have guests come in every month now. So like Rano is on, and then we have three beta readers that will be joining us later in the episode. So this will be a more common thing. So for those that have been listening to the podcast faithfully over these past 21 plus months, if you're sick of listening to me and Paul, well, good for you for keep on listening because we're still a major part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have some more voices to listen to and more stories and more interesting things. So just a quick rundown. We do, of course, you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, and our home on the web, media.as21.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash publishpodcast, on Twitter at publishpodcast, and you can email us, publishpodcast at as21.com. That's publishpodcast at aois21.com. And a quick check, we are sitting at 112 likes on our Facebook page, which is a little bit down from where it's been before, so not too happy about that. But we're up to 53 followers on Twitter. We had four or five new followers over the past week and a half. See, you get a crowdfunding campaign going, and suddenly people like to check out your Twitter feed. So yeah. Money brings people. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot of Twitter feeds out there that are set up specifically with the idea of supporting. And uh, otherwise, been trying to keep up with the getting the YouTube channel up to date. I was a couple episodes behind. I think we're only one regular episode behind now. But if you have our subscriber to this podcast, you know that we've had some additional episodes come out over the past few weeks. We had, I believe, five in all. I, I can't about, even keep track of it all. Yeah, about five or so, I think, yeah. Yes, and those are, anytime we have episodes outside of our regular course, we have what are called footnote episodes. You know, part of a book, chapters, footnotes, you get what we're doing here, people? <laughs> so we actually had a footnote episode at the end of October. That's when we announced that we were going to be doing an Indiegogo campaign. And since then, we've had, oh, we've had four footnote episodes. Only four? Yeah. Footnote day one, day two, day five, and end of the first week. Okay. So what we did was once we launched, we launched the official Indiegogo campaign that we've been ramping up to for a while now. 
the day before Thanksgiving, which I think actually worked out quite well for us on timing. Gave Paul a chance to really dig into family members. Yep. (laughs) And friends. And in order to promote how successful the campaign's been going so far, I've been recording these short one-and-a-half to three-minute footnote episodes. And one came out that first day because we had reached $500 in the first day. And then we had a second one on Thanksgiving night. And then the next one didn't post until last Sunday. And then when we were done with the first week on last Wednesday, I put another one out. So... Just as we've been able to have updates, uh, we will be putting one out weekly through the program, through the project, as we continue to raise money to help cover the costs for the Will of the Magi. Whenever we hit our targets, or if we make, or if you have a really big donation day, then we'll have other incidental ones. But this, the project will be going on Indiegogo through January 21st. Wanted to make sure it lasted at least one day past January 20th. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. So there will be updates throughout the campaign in addition to this, our regular monthly edition. So just a quick look back at what we've done with the Indiegogo campaign so far. Like I said, it launched the day before Thanksgiving and with a goal of $1,600 to cover the editing, the cover design, and the initial print run costs for the book. And if there's any left over, some advertising as well. And of course, that's of course taking into account the fees that Indiegogo's charges, the fees that we have to pay for credit card and PayPal charges, and the taxes we're going to have to pay on the money coming in. Because it's all income, it's all taxable. Hopefully, our goal is $1,600. Pretty much our absolute minimum is $1,100. Well, as of the day we're recording this, which is on Sunday, December 4th, we have raised 67% of our stated goal. So we are just $35 short of $1,100, which is our absolute minimum goal that will cover the editing and the cover design costs for the Will of the Magi. Yep. So we are so close, but we still have two months to go. We still have, you know, 49, 48 days of this to go as of when we're recording this. In fact, when this episode officially drops on the 7th, we may already be at $1,100. So there might be... Uh, there might actually be a fifth footnote episode out before this one posts. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yes, yes. So this is our opportunity now. We have we are going to go through real quick some of the things that have happened. We have had 24 backers for the project so far. So we just want to go through and give our thanks to those 24 people. And a couple of them are actually on the call getting ready to talk about beta readers. So we they get to hear it from them, us in person. So it all kicked off on Wednesday... It's a $25 donation from Brad Walchak. Thank you for getting us started, Brad. Yep. That was soon followed by Miss Megan Lacey with a $45 donation. <laughs> Who is currently on the call with us, which is yes. always lovely. <laughs> yes, you'll be joining us more lately. Then a $45 donation from David Silberman, the man who brought this whole project together. <laughs> Only fitting that he put some money on it. <laughs> <laughs> He caused all the problems he can pay for them. <laughs> all right. I, I hope to be pronouncing this name correctly. Paul, feel free to correct me. I believe this is a person you know. Yep. I, I know this one. Okay. Can you go You go yep. ahead and say it? Yep. Our next donation was of $50 from Hislain Rivas. Hislain Rivas. Yep. Okay. I've been pronouncing the, the G, but the G is silent. Okay. All right. Then we had an anonymous donation of $55. Yep. Followed by a $10 donation from Professor Candy. Yep. 
$200 donation from Solanom. So, yeah, some of these are the people put their full names in. Some of them, it's their usernames on Indiegogo. Sometimes it's an email thing. So I tried to pronounce as many of them as po- well as possible. Then we, then we got a $45 donation from Dana L. Dickinson. Yep, that would be my aunt. <laughs> yep. $25 from Lisa Arpino, yep. who also will be joining us shortly. Yep. $40 from Rachel Walsh. I will, I'll let you know on that one too. That's an international donation. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw we got two donations from Ireland and one donation from the UK. Yep, yep. So we're getting some, we're getting some attention at least from those two islands. Yep. You know, if we could get some more from the rest of Europe, that'd be great. Yep. <laughs> I'm pushing uh, on them. All right, next up, Barbara J. Dickinson, $55. Yep. A relative of my mother. (laughs) Michelle Melendez, $25. William Walton, $45. Christian Alfaro, $10. Alexandre, $40. Sarah Leach, $45. The Griffin Family, $45. Thad Russell, $110. Michael Spiesbach, $5. Uh, we had, an, I think this was the same anonymous donor as before, and chipping in an additional $25. Reese Fusel, yep. $30. Another anonymous donation of $25. Amy Anjum, $45. And finally, another anonymous donation of $20, and that came in as of yesterday, Saturday. So up until Saturday, we had gotten a donation every single day that this campaign has been running. Obviously, this this broadcast won't go out till Wednesday, so I can't scorn anybody properly for not donating today. Well, I, I'll, I will let you know, Keith. Yeah. I do know a few people who are, have money to donate. Okay. However, these are people who do not believe in PayPal or credit cards. Okay. So I will be receiving cash donations, and I will be making those donations in their name as soon as I have finances in hand. Okay, so, fantastic. That that's perfectly fine. Yeah, we may we may at this point be sitting above eleven hundred dollars. I have no idea what the donations are going to be. Okay. I have no idea when I'm getting them. <laughs> All right. Well, until it says so on the campaign, we're not going to you know, speculate. So yes, we're not going to tempt fate. Or anger the guy from way atop the thing. Uh, <laughs> quote the West Wing badly. <laughs> but yeah, so we're currently sitting at 67%, $1,065. And we're only 11, 12 days into this project. So we're doing great. Yep. We've already gotten through the round of, uh, of course, at Phrase 21, we are actually running the campaign for Paul. Which means, hopefully, Paul, you haven't been inundated with phone calls and emails, have you? No, I haven't, luckily. I've I've been getting a phone call and an email and a text message every day from some company or another asking to run our campaign for us. Oh, God. So sorry. Or to offer promotions or anything. Oh, no, no. This is perfectly... This is what is expected. This is why... This is a good thing about us running the campaign for you. You don't have to deal with this stuff. And, of course, if they do actually get me on the phone, I'll say, yes, we are running the campaign for Paul. (laughs) <laughs> so, sorry, we don't need your need you, <laughs> and especially for the, them coming in and saying, "Well, we'll help you get across the finish line." But we got fifty days to go, and we have to raise another thirty-five percent. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that's the one thing that 
I've gotten lucky with, you know, with the people who have been such wonderful donors. Oh, yes. Is that we skyrocketed through our fundraising. We, you know, are we, are we still ranked as the number two literary fundraiser? Unfortunately not. We're no longer trending. Oh, uh, we're no longer trending? Ah, no. Yeah, because the donation, I mean, those first couple days, there were just so many donations coming in. We've got like 13, 14 donors in the first two days. Yeah. That, yeah, Indiegogo took notice. Now, we are part of the in-demand program for Indiegogo, so if we reach our goal before our completion date, they will then promote us more to try to help us get above and beyond oh, wow. our campaign up until the time it finishes. You hear that, people? If you help us finish now, we can make even more and make the book even better. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all initial sales. This is a pre-order for in all intents and services. It's just it'll end up helping to make sure that the book actually does end up in print and ends up you know, having the best cover possible and the editing is done properly and everything. And I even got an email today from a printer that was willing to take on the printing of the book. Now, we had already had a print-on-demand service in line, but I'm going to look into this one because I'm all about working with small businesses. I mean, I'm a small business owner myself. Many of the printers and other businesses I've worked with are small businesses. So if they offer me a better deal, then they, they claim that their prices are better, then I'll look into it. And especially if the campaign is incredibly successful, like say if somebody decided to go for our featured perk tomorrow, the $2,000 perk in blood, which is a signed copy of the hardcover book signed using Paul's own blood. Yes, I, I am kind of surprised that no one's taken the $2,000 one yet. <laughs> yeah. You know. I well, it, it comes with the ebook too. It's such a steal. I know. It's, <laughs> you get... You get shout outs in two podcasts. You get our, you get our gratitude for your support. You get the acknowledgement and you get the signed copy in my own blood. You know, it's, it's a steal of a deal, people. And besides, it more than pays for the entire campaign. Yeah, we could shut it down tomorrow if somebody gives us $2,000 right now. <laughs> I mean, at that point, we would be at a ha just a hair over $3,000, people. Imagine what Keith and I can do with $3,000 for this book. Yeah, I could actually... We're asking for $1,600. Yeah, some of that money could actually go to Paul. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Let's not get too crazy with this. <laughs> I have a reputation as a starving artist to, you know, keep going here. Paul, I can't Paul, be making Paul, money. We're talking about $3,000. I mean, if you think $3,000 is a lot of money, then you really are a starving artist. No, Keith, I thought $1,600 <laughs> I, I am... I am very much a starving artist. I look at things like a can of ravioli and be like, I don't have that dollar <laughs> on me right now. I guess I'll have a drink of water. These are the things I say as a starving artist. Okay. I chew on ice to feel full. Okay, Paul, you may get the pity vote and get a few thousand dollars more. <laughs> to that, Or you might lose some donors in this. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, so let's be watchful. 
I, but, I mean, I fully expect this to be a fully funded campaign by January 21st, maybe even by the New Year. How how would that be for a New Year's gift? Good hell, Goodbye 2016, burden, you know. <laughs> Welcome 2017, and we're getting a new book. On a slight off note, although, you know, considering our humor, did yes. you see the joke cover for Time Magazine for this year? No, I didn't. Someone made a joke cover. 2016. Year of the Reaper. It was the Grim Reaper over a gravestone with a listing of all the people who died this year. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, we'll say, upon research, about five or six of the hundred names did die toward the tail end of 2015. Oh, okay. You know, but one of the names at the very bottom of the list, U.S. Oh. politics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I do have to say, when I heard that uh, re- this past week Buzz Aldrin had to be life-flighted out of Antarctica because of a uh, medical condition, I got I got right on Facebook and I said, Don't you dare do it, 2016! You do not take Buzz Aldrin from us! We have given you too much! You cannot have him! We gave 2016 Alan Rickman. Oh my god. That was more than enough. No yes. one else should have died. Alan Rickman enough? Yeah. That was too much. And then he had to take Prince and David Bowie. Oh, the universe, David Bowie was the glue that held the universe together. And look what happened afterwards. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, everyone who was paying attention. That was a meme. Yes, I did steal it. Leave me alone. <laughs> we, you might often find a lot of our humor is based on memes. Yes. We are of the internet generation, after yes, all. Absolutely. Anyway. Okay, so, now we've been keeping some people waiting, and I think they've had quite enough. So let's get to this. Now, the official thrust of this episode is we're going to be talking to some of the beta readers for Paul's book, The Will of the Magi. Now, the idea of beta readers is it's something I talk about a lot on the Ask Age 21 the 21st webcast. Once you finish reading your book, it's great to get input from people you know and trust. And I hope that Paul has people that he can trust. At least I hope these three people joining us today are people he can trust. I think I- To read it and keep it to themselves, but also give constructive criticism and feedback to Paul so that the book overall ends up better. So, Paul, I pass it off to you to please introduce your beta readers. Excellent. So, all three of our beta readers are very close friends of mine. I have known... First one is my best friend, Vanessa. Vanessa Gonzalez. She is currently a resident of San Francisco. She left the East Coast because Winter and her don't really get along all that well. She's a summer child. I have known Vanessa since... I was 12 years old in the 7th grade. I may have flicked some things into her hair, as boys do when they are that age. And this is the result close to 18 years later now. We, you know, we've, we're best friends in middle school, best friends in uh, high school, through college, and we have remained steadfast, you know, that entire time. My other two friends here, one I met my freshman year of college. She was a creative writing major with me at Fairleigh Dickinson University. Her name is Megan Lacey. We were neighbors in the honors dorm that freshman year, and we had some wonderful English classes together. And we also decided to go as part of a study abroad program 
to Roxton College in England, our spring semester of our sophomore year in college, which is where I met the next person, <laughs> uh, Lisa Arpino, who is another writing major, creative writing major at Fairleigh Dickinson University, who I met that sophomore year. We have remained, you know, very good friends. She it <laughs> this is gonna be a really good one. She's the George to my Lenny, you know. No, was there, yeah. Lenny's the one who got shot, right? Am I getting my lyrics right? Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the really small one to my really, really big person. <laughs> you know, Lisa is the person who I have picked up and put on bookshelves when she misbehaved. She's the one who I picked up at the top of the Eiffel Tower because she was scared of heights and wanted to get to the edge but couldn't do it herself. So I carried her to the edge and held her there while she screamed bloody murder and other tourists took pictures of her. <laughs> so these are the three wonderful individuals who I asked to be the beta readers initially for this podcast. And now that I have shared embarrassing stories about them, they get to rip me a new one. <laughs> Uh, all right, before you, uh, lovely ladies, get to speak, I do want to offer my condolences for your years of torture at the hands of one Paul Dickinson Russell. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so now all three of you, I'm trusting, have have you all finished reading The Will of the Magi? Or no, I didn't expect. I mean, I kind of expected that. Yeah. I didn't expect that you did. It is 250,000 words, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was... I decided to be nice to the beta readers. Um, I emailed them the first 15 chapters. And, you know, once they are done with that, if they're willing to continue, they'll get the rest. I, I, the, the reason I laugh at that is my my first book is only 16 chapters, and I've almost done reading through the entire Chronicles of Narnia with my kids, and each one of those books is only 16 chapters. So when he says the first 15, woo! So ladies, whoever wants to, you know, yes. begin, begin the... All right, yes, first impressions. What do you think? Who wants to go first? Who am I going to cop to call on? <laughs> I'll go first. I don't mind. Thank you, Meg. So, first of all, I have to embarrass Paul a little bit because he's Please. wrong about when we met. We actually <laughs> met before our freshman year. <laughs> we both attended a creative writing preview day, and that's where I first met that beast of a man. <laughs> <laughs> but as for the the book, I we've talked a lot about this book over the course of the past year. Every once in a while, we have a Skype call when we talk about our projects because I like to write as well. And so I first heard about Aiden quite a long time ago, and it's really interesting to finally see him become an actual character that's like fully fleshed out. I did mention to Paul (laughs) that I thought he was a little bit mature, especially in the beginning for being 14, but he's very, he's very wise for his age, probably out of necessity because of who he is and what he has to deal with. But he's also very clever. I like his cleverness. Maybe because I'm not so clever. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Vanessa, do you want to go next? Sure. Well, the torture mustn't have been that bad, right? I'm still here. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you've <laughs> suffered the longest. This is a safe space, Vanessa. Thank you all. throwing out my hair at the age of 12 couldn't have been that bad. I must have kept some of those things. 
Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it so far. I haven't gone very 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 far, fortunately. But uh, but I enjoy the character. I I, I enjoy how I also enjoy how witty he is, and he's very strong in some ways. I mean, he's, he seems to um, really get things done, <laughs> and and that makes me really like him. I think that's what it is. He's very likable. But also more than that, the story itself, the way it builds, you could really picture everything, which is great. That's how you can picture everything. You can actually make a movie in your head. And that's what I've enjoyed so far, which I'm not surprised with all at all in his writing. But it's also just good to see it again and, 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 and see how that... I actually want to keep reading. <laughs> No, no, again, not something I'm surprised about, but I'm not a, a fantasy reader. Um, and yet, this is something that I do with my reading. Sorry, I think you cut out a little bit there, Vanessa. Oh. I did think I freeze Vanessa, up or did I think someone you froze else? up, my dear. Yeah. Okay, all right, well, let's, let's move on. Lisa, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Sorry. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so your first way, Paul, impression. The next time I see you, I'm going to beat you. I might be tiny, but I will beat you. <laughs> I so knew that was coming. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I, have, you know, I. I have to keep on poking and antagonizing. I can't stop. <laughs> and we expect nothing less from you, Paul. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> anyway, so Lisa, what did you? Th- what were your first impressions? What did you think? All those kind of fun things. All that awesomeness. Of course. I will admit, unfortunately, time restrained me, so I only got to maybe the first five chapters, but I've been really enjoying it. I'm also really not a fantasy reader nor writer myself. I'm more kind of suspense horror, but I've been really enjoying this. I can really see Paul's passion, and I know you can't see when reading, but no, I can really, I can really hear it. You know, I've known Paul for a while. He's talked about many different projects and he's always been so passionate about it. And now that he, he's finally getting published with the Will of the Magi, that passion is just flowing through. And thank you, Paul. Like you're, you're seriously awesome. So thank you for, for giving us this passion. Thank you. What I love is the very beginning, how you, separate all the worlds. You're talking about the dwarves in the mountains and the forest elves and the conclaves. It really reminds me of the Lord of the Rings. And again, I I unfortunately didn't read the books, nor did I really watch the movies, but I know a little bit about um about those worlds and you it it reminded me so much of the Lord of the Rings where all those different worlds just come together. For me, again I'm a horror person, so I compare it to the vampires and the werewolves and the hybrids and the witches and everything. So, just loved being entered into that to that new realm of a of a world. I also I do love the character Aiden. Like Lacey said, at first I thought it was a young man that we that you were talking about, like somebody in their twenties and thirties. And then I come to find out he's only fourteen. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But he he's reminding me so much of somebody who's going through who's like an 18 year old getting ready for college or a 22 year old who's about to graduate from college he's got so much on his plate right now trying to learn his power and use it properly and everything 
you know, it just reminds me so much of that 18 year old, that, that 22 year old that's like, oh my gosh, I'm about to go into a new world. What do I do? So I love that, that contrast that I've been reading so far. Cool. Well, I have to say one thing to consider about that when you are doing, I mean, obviously in our society, it is acceptable for some people not to really ever mature. I mean, I can think of one 70 <laughs> year old that hasn't matured yet. <laughs> but so there is, I mean, obviously in Aiden's world, you have much sort of li- shorter lifespan, so maybe maturity comes earlier for That's some it. people. It could be all part of the the story, I, I, the world building that Paul has done with his book. Not not to discount any of your opinions, but just uh, my two cents on that matter. So, okay, now brutal honesty, criticism. What did you hate or dislike or make make you queasy? <laughs> Anything, Paul. yo. With me, because I'm, I'm also doing like my own like proofreading and stuff on the side. Yeah. Commas, you're killing me with the commas, dude. Oh my god! Every time I saw a comma, I twitched. Oh, and the tenses. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I, that's, I, that's I, I like to say. Somebody said it for you, Paul. That's. <laughs> I, I, I will say, you know, I, I know the grammar is going to kill you. As I, I'm very fond of saying, I'm a creative writer, not a correct writer. You know? I that, <laughs> you know, me and me and grammar don't really get along. We have a long distance hate relationship. <laughs> that's okay. You have people do it for you, Paul. <laughs> Thank that's God for that. I got a book on grammar and punctuation. That way, I knew what the hell I was doing. Well, I, <laughs> Lisa, you've seen part of my library. I have seven books on grammar. <laughs> Touched any of them? He just doesn't read any of them. <laughs> I've read them. I've read all of them a couple times. Doesn't stick. <laughs> That's your story, Paul. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, now, now I'm wondering if 1600 is going to be enough. <laughs> poor Cory. <laughs> yeah, poor Cory. <laughs> oh, but there is somebody editing. <laughs> Yes, yeah. That, that, as I said, part of the Indiegogo is for uh, editorial review. I will also so. say, <laughs> I do. You know, we do have Corey as our professional copy editor. I do have about two or three others lined up as well to do it at the same time. <laughs> you know, maybe you know each of them will get like a third of the book. You know, fifteen twenty chapters approximately as it goes. So. Corey's not the only one who's going to be trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, no. Thing is, Corey's such a great guy. He wouldn't try to kill you. He'd just haunt your dreams. Seems- he, has this, he has this ability to talk on the phone and be standing right next to you, and you can't hear him. Oh. Except on the phone. He, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, we have... So. We have issues with okay. my grammar, with my use of commas, and my use of improper tenses. Well, I'm sorry, but that's you kind of broke up there. What was what was yours? Sometimes there are missing words, or part of a word that's missing. Ah. Um. Yeah, I, I I put a red like like I I just was able to go on Word and just need that. Do you need me to send you that as I'm going through it? 
Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, why don't you tell me that as well? Yes, and, and uh, unfortunately, it's just going to be a common thing. And we have right now, we have five people on this podcast, yep. five different internet connections. It's going Whee! to space, people. <laughs> Like all of our hopes and dreams, so this country. Oh, yeah, this world. Okay, Megan. Um. Well, I mean, coming from a non-grammar standpoint, because I think Paul's heard that already, because <laughs> he knows how much I cringe. <laughs> Previous English teacher can't help it, but I think one of the things that I was looking for a little bit more is like I really like protagonists that struggle through. And not to say that Aiden isn't struggling, because he's definitely struggling, but, like, I almost want him to make more mistakes. Like, he seems a little too perfect. And I'm only a few chapters in, so I haven't gotten very far. Maybe that will change. But in the first few chapters, I'm like, man, why is this guy so perfect? He can he can do this, and he can do this, and is there anything he can't do? And that kind of goes into his nature a little bit, I think. But I want him to mess up. <laughs> So I guess that's if I like if I'm going to have a criticism, that's going to be it. But again, I really like the stories that I love to read are the ones where the protagonist really just like struggles through and struggles through and struggles through and maybe never actually. Wow. I just realized how depressing that is. Maybe never actually get to the point where they, <laughs> they are victorious. I, I, I live for the struggle, I guess, is, is what I what I mean, because it's. It's rooted in reality. I mean, real life is all about struggle. Yes, there's highs and there's lows, but real life is hard. And yeah, I guess that's my point. <laughs> it's a it's a good valid point. Thanks. Well, as we learned recently, there are actually only six narrative styles to fiction. So, yeah, having that rise and fall is important for any story to actually seem to succeed. If someone just keeps on rising, it's not that successful of a story. Yep. Yeah, so a few messages. Throw them in, in there for me. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I can do that. Maybe <laughs> someone screw up in a fantasy setting. Okay. Easily done. <laughs> oh, yeah. You step on a twig. You know, who knows? Yeah, those twigs, they're dangerous. Oh, they can be. Okay, so we've covered your first impressions. We've covered what you hated. Now, none of you, none of you have finished, which I, who can blame you at this point, for how much there is to read. What, Knowing that you haven't finished, what are you hoping for? As you go forward, what I you have an idea. I mean, you know Paul. You know how his writing style. I mean, is there any anything you're expecting? Anything you're looking forward to? Anything you're dreading? Other than commas. <laughs> well, I even I noticed in um, I can't I can't remember what chapter it was, but there's a part that says stories were rare of peasants gaining the ability to use their power, and because I I write notes because I'm a geek like that. And and I I said foreshadowing much. So I <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to see if this if Aiden, who is this this peasant and are not supposed to you know use their powers for this and that, um, in the end goes ahead and just shows everybody. No, actually, you know what? You can and you will. So I'm I'm excited to see uh, what uh what comes forth. Cool, Vanessa, Lacey. I mean, I'm excited to see how Aiden changes 
Because I'm assuming he's going to leave his village at some point. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm assuming he's leaving at some point. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how the world outside of his village unfolds more and how he kind of deals with the outside world because he he is kind of in this bubble in the beginning where he's in his village and he's used to his village. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what the real world throws at him. Again, I'm all about that real world life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I do recall during many months of while working on this book through the podcast, Paul even said, I haven't even gotten him out of the village yet. (laughs) So I may be waiting a while is what you're telling me. That would be an interesting fantasy story to write. You know, main characters never leaves home. All the adventures take place there. Well, there is a story. Uh, there is a story that for another podcast that we're doing, where we're going to be four chapters in, and the main character has spent the entire time sitting outside a cafe oh. in DC. <laughs> and, you know, nothing. You know, four chapters and nothing has happened yet. It's like waiting for DC. Something could happen. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it, it's all the background. That's all. <laughs> the novel version of Waiting right, for sorry. Godot. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, Vanessa. Um, I just want to see more of the character. I'm, I didn't, I didn't get uh, too much into the book as I said, and I just can't wait to see how this character develops. And more than that, being that I'm just not a fantasy reader, it's these kinds of stories could go really well. It could take a turn. So, I mean, I have complete faith in Paul, so I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to go. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Paul was really good at, like, throwing wrenches at his characters in all of our exercises and creative writing classes. So I'm looking forward to those as well, now that you mention it. But the surprises, all of the surprises that are coming, I know they're coming, I know they're there. Oh, yeah. That that twisted mind. He, he's gonna he's gonna pull something out. I like messing with people. It's <laughs> yes, we know, Paul. <laughs> Looking well, forward to. Well, as the lord of this world that Aiden lives in, he's perfectly outright to do. As one can suspect, the ruler of our own world has <laughs> thrown us quite a few things: and floods and famines. And <laughs> Donald Trump. Okay, all right. It is time to wrap it up. So. Any last words? Anybody want to promote anything? Anybody, you know, want to yell at Paul a little bit more? No, I think I'm tempting. <laughs> well, I know that I Vanessa, I know Vanessa has a growing <laughs> hypnotherapy business out of San Francisco. I know that Megan Lacey oh, has a growing blog that she is developing at the moment. Uh, yeah, DIY. <laughs> So you guys can sell those things, I think. Uh, Lisa? Yeah, please. Feel free to shamelessly <laughs> self-promote. That's what we're all about here on the Publish Me Podcast. Well, my hypnotherapy session is just all about self-growth and self-love and finding yourself and self-healing. So please, I think everybody should just give, it, give hypnotherapy, not just with me, but in general, just to try. Because we're all, all here to, to learn something in this world. Thank you, Vanessa. Yeah, was, that was very beautiful. I, I kind of, so I started a DIY blog because it's kind of my form of therapy. <laughs> I like to hit things with a hammer. <laughs> but also because I think that often people are afraid to make their own things. 
We're like, oh, I'm not crafty enough. Oh, I'm not um, creative enough or, or whatever. And I'm, I'm trying to show people like that doesn't really exist. It's just kind of the fear in your head that's preventing you from being, from creating whatever it is you want to create, whether it's a story, whether it's, you know, a wreath, which is what I made the other day, whatever it may be. So that's kind of what I'm all about. Uh, Lisa, do you have anything you want to promote? I would love to. Yeah, well, 2016 was definitely a bender of a year. And to add to that list of people who unfortunately passed, Lemmy from Motorhead, Lemmy is God, and he's really up there in heaven as God, so. um. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, just the band that was formed in heaven this year alone. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) They're getting an awesome concert up there. But in 2017, I do uh, plan on doing a a lot more for myself. I'm going to be a little bit on the selfish side. Um, I'm finally going to start working on my own writing. Um, hopefully praying that gets published uh, sometime in 2017. Thanks to Miss Lacey. I'm going to get, I'm starting my own blog as well. She's kind of helped me along the way with that. Um, I'm doing more of a health and fitness one. And um, I'm also doing my own little side business, doing proofreading, editing and stuff like that. So yeah, a little cheap pop for myself. I'm doing writing and editing, so look me up. <laughs> All right. And of course, we'll list your names in the write-up so that people can reach out to you if they, they need any help. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much, all three of you. Is Thank you for giving us some of your time on this Sunday evening. And thank you for giving even more time to Paul, both in friendship and in doing the first readings of The Will of the Magi. Hope you enjoy the rest of the book. And as for being Paul's friends, well, I can't help you. That was your choice. Yeah, we're stuck with that. (laughs) Well, I do have to say through, you know, 23 months of this podcast, I have yet to meet Paul in person. So they've all had the unfortunate pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, that's why he he says he's much bigger than me because he is. No offense, Paul, but you're much bigger. (laughs) I know you're snack sized. (laughs) <laughs> I guess if we're comparing, I mean. <laughs> well, I, I know I have a few relationships with people like that because I'm six foot three and up until beginning of this year, over 300 pounds. So I, I, I can be a pretty yeah. big guy myself. But thankfully, I've lost 80 pounds since February. Woo-hoo. So I'm not, not as big and imposing as I used to be. Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay, now for the wrap-up. So thank you for joining us this month. This is Chapter 21, Cover Design, Crowdfunding, and Beta Readers of the Publish Me Podcast. Remember, you can find us hosted by Podomatic on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, and our home on the web, media.as21.com. You can reach out to us, facebook.com slash publishpodcast, or on Twitter at publishpodcast, or email us, publishpodcast at aois21.com. For next month, we will be welcoming author Ashley Emma. She is the best-selling author of Undercover Amish, an Amish crime romance novel set in Maine, with a current 4.5 star average on Amazon. For As she was writing her book, she spent several months living with the Amish in Maine for her research, so she will be coming on next month to discuss immersive research techniques. So be sure to join us. That will be January 7th, where we will not only have We'll have Ashley Emma on. We'll also have an update from Ronna Gaynor on the cover design. And we'll be updating you on the Indiegogo campaign, which, 
by January 7th, I see no reason why we shouldn't be done with that. There's Let's get it yeah, done 1,600. Then. We only got six, uh, 535 to go to get to that. There is no reason we shouldn't be at our goal by January 7th. So hopefully we'll have plenty of happy news. And of course, you'll hear a lot of me on footnote episodes in the meantime. Or of course, you can also hear a lot of me on any of the other podcast series from AS21. So thank you very much for listening. From AS21 Publishing, I am Keith F. Shovlin. As always, everyone, I am Paul Dickinson Russell, author of The Will of the Magi. Thank you for listening. And remember, where there are thoughts and ideas, there are stories. We'll see you next month and next year. Copyright 2016, AS21 Publishing, LLC, all rights reserved. AS21 Publishing. What do you want your book to be?